Thank you so much for tuning in this morning. It's eight minutes after eight and time for the Forum at Eight here on SAFM. During a press briefing yesterday, the public protector uh, advocate Tuli Matansela told political parties to back off and respect the constitution. She was responding to criticism leveled against her office by the African National Congress over her letter to President Jacob Zuma. She had asked uh, President Zuma to respond properly to her Nkandla report and Zuma had earlier said in his response to her final Nkandla a report that the police minister Nati Ntleko would consider whether he should pay back any of the 246 million rand spent on a so-called security upgrades at Nkandla. Madonsela has warned uh, that the country is off track and she now joins us on the line to clarify her officer's understanding of the architecture of the country's constitutional democracy. Advocate Madonsela, thanks so much for your time this morning. Thank you for the opportunity, Sakina, and good morning to the listeners. African Matansela, obviously, you know, um, very trying, very interesting times in uh, South African politics at the moment. And I say that because... Already, your office and you as the public protector have been dragged into this very interesting situation with the perception that you've actually become an active player in our political situation in South Africa. What's your response to that? Well, I like the text that you say I have been dragged. But about the perception, I would just say the perception is held by a few that are really trying to divert attention from the issues at hand. There are no politics involved. There's administrative scrutiny. And everyone, at least including the detractors, have now conceded that the power I am given by the Constitution is to investigate, report, and take appropriate remedial action. Under the public protector, I have the power to make findings, and that's a ruling, to give a point of view or to make recommendations. So it's improper to reduce my role to one of the options I may take. I I would like to think that during this time, given uh, everything that has uh, actually developed, you've had opportunity to sit back and reflect. And if that is the case, upon introspection, what do you think you could perhaps have done differently or done better as the public protector in order to perhaps lessen the turmoil that we now see on the South African political landscape? Nothing, really, Sakina, nothing. Because I can't stop people from perpetuating lies. That I cannot do. What can I possibly do to stop somebody from telling a straight lie, from saying that, for example, let's take the letter. It was issued uh, the same day that there was a commotion in Parliament. However, the very same people that are now lying to the public are aware that I have been saying that I am writing this letter for a week. When the President responded to Parliament on, on, I think it was on a Thursday, I immediately indicated when I was approached, I think on a Friday, about the contents of his letter, I indicated that what I saw in the media was not a response to my investigation. And therefore, if that is the president's response, that would be a parallel process. But the president still 
and still owes my office a response, and that's a fact. That's a legality. I can't stop that. The reality is that there has to be a following up of the law, and the law requires that the president should submit to Parliament within 14 days a copy of my report and a response thereto indicating what immediate action he has taken or uh, further steps mm-hmm. he intends or further steps he intends to take uh, in compliance with remedial action. In fact it doesn't say what remedial action he has taken. That's another correction I have to um, I have to make. It is the public protector who is given the power to take appropriate remedial action. Organs of state then have a responsibility to take steps in compliance with that remedial action. It's not the other way around. Now, the argument that has been put forward in that regard is that the matter uh, the, uh, is now being handled in Parliament, and as such, your office should give Parliament the space, you know, for this process to actually unfold, and uh, therefore the claims that perhaps your intervention here is premature. What's your response to that? Right. Let's start with that. Which matter is being handled in Parliament? The matter is my, is my report, because I've now just outlined the law and the letter I wrote to the President and to Parliament when I issued my report. What is being entertained in Parliament at the moment? Is my report being being tabled in Parliament? Is is my report being debated in Parliament? Can somebody honestly give me that answer? Well, uh, uh, the the President uh, has uh, come out and he said, well, your report was not the only one that was to be considered, given that there were other reports into this very same matter and that all of these were taken into account and uh, therefore it has now, he has responded to Parliament um, which incidentally uh, is the office uh, or rather the institution to which you also report and uh, an ad hoc committee has been set up and the matter will be dealt with there. I report to Parliament, the President reports to Parliament, Ministers report to Parliament. All of us report to Parliament on our activities, but in the exercise of our powers, we are independent. What is before Parliament in the, at the moment? You are saying the President says that there, um, there is a process in Parliament and my, my, my report has been taken into account. And I think you should underline that part. My role in terms of the Constitution is to investigate, report, and take appropriate remedial action. The law, which is the law of the land, not a policy, not mm-hmm. a little instrument from my office, the law of the land, the Executive Members Ethics Act, says that within 14 days of receiving my report, the President must submit to Parliament a copy of my report and his comments thereto, and steps he has taken in pursuit of remedial action or plans to take. Did that it happen? Has, that did not happen. And what and, was and, what was your response to that when it didn't happen? Well, when that didn't happen, I have done what I have always done. When there's no compliance with any of the steps that I have set out or the steps that are set out by the law, I engage with the parties. But I will not talk about what was in my letter to the president, but I engage. I must, I must then indicate to you what is 
the actual requirement under the law is that what would have happened is that once the president has submitted his comments on my report and indication on what he intends to do on the legal action, I would back off. And it doesn't matter that the president would comment on 16 other reports on the same matter. That's not the issue that he has commented on other things. The issue is there is no comment. Speaking to Advocate Tuli Madonsela, and I know, I know you jumping, uh, chomping at the bit to get in on the conversation to speak to Advocate Madonsela. The lines are open 0891-104-208. That's the number to dial. And uh, you, call, you can also send us an SMS to 34701. And you can tweet or Facebook us on AM Live on SAFM, or you can use uh, my own uh, personal Twitter account to get in touch with us. And then, um, obviously, also, you know, uh, your role in terms of how you communicate things, um, Advocate Madonsela, as uh, the public protector, um, your relationship with the media has been called into question. Um, the fact that these leaks are happening, where you come out and say that, you know, it was leaked, uh, this uh, latest letter to the president by um, a senior ANC politician, but then uh, you are not willing to actually divulge who the person is. And people are saying, you know, um, perhaps you are playing some sort of game in that if you are not willing to say who actually leaked the, the uh, letter, why do you even go there? Well, who are those people? The people who are ready to believe the truth already know they are in their hearts what is the truth. But why, had, but, but why, why did you go there, uh, Advocate Madonsela? Why did you speak of a leak and, and, and the fact that there may be a senior ANC politician knowing full well, uh, you know, uh, what the pitfalls could be around this particular matter? Well, there, there, there are no pitfalls on this matter. There is a refusal to accept the truth. And that I knew, and this is not the only truth that people have refused to accept. I will come back to the other untruths that I've had to deal with. But I still have to speak the truth anyway, regardless of what the pitfalls are. The truth is, yes, a senior ANC politician leaked that letter. What the motives were, I don't know. Why must I be the one to release the name of that person when the actual source of that information are those two media houses? What shocks me mm-hmm. somebody what shocks me is somebody saying up front we know for a fact the leak did not come from there this letter the only other person who could have leaked it from my office is me there's no other person who could have leaked this letter unless the ANC is going to suggest that i leaked that letter there's no other staff member that had the opportunity to leak this letter so when i'm speaking i am speaking from a concrete and but also told by the sources, or I have just said to them, go back to the sources. The very same sources that were able to tell me that the leak came from from a, an ANC politician surely would be able to do so. Previously, when information was leaked by a senior government official, Peter Rampetti spoke in public and said he was leaked information by a senior government official. I kept mentioning this to uh, those who were interested in this matter. Not a single person interviewed Pete Lampetti. Do you feel that your office is under threat at the moment? 
Not really. I think most, you know, patriots, peace-loving people are just doing their job. People want a functional government. People want a similar state. People just want to know that everything is under, under control and they and their families can have days when they go to work, earn a proper living, no crime, no corruption, no maladministration, or minimum maladministration. So my office is not under threat. It's having full support from government. It has having full support from the public. But the wrong elements were hell-bent on distorting things, and I'm happy to engage with people. But the path is moving forward, because those who really want a functioning state are playing their part in making sure that the state is functioning. The other perception that exists is that uh, the Office of the Public Protector seems to be disproportionately focused on exposing and investigating the African National Congress. Um, Perhaps uh, this is an opportunity for you to speak to that in terms of uh, telling us, you know, some of the cases that have been investigated against um, other parties, for example. Well, firstly, I would say, again, that's a perception that may be held by one or two people because the majority knows the truth. We don't investigate political parties. We investigate alleged or suspected improper conduct in state affairs. State affairs is everything within the state, and the state as it stands at the moment comprises national government, nine provincial governments and municipalities. We investigate those. In the Western case, for example, all of the investigations that we do in state affairs would be under a government that is managed by the Democratic Alliance or the DA. In the nine other, eight other provinces, we would be investigating uh, state affairs that are managed uh, under the African National Congress, and the same would apply its national. But with municipalities, there would be different arrangements. Most of municipalities are under the control of the ANC, but a few municipalities are not under the control of the ANC. We investigate all suspected or reported improper conduct in state affairs. And two of our busiest offices in this country are Houting and Western Cape. Incidentally, those are two governments that are not complaining about our work. In fact, Houting just two weeks ago, embraced everything we do and said that our findings resonate with their own observations in terms of their own internal research. And a Houting government openly committed itself to work with us and to implement all of our findings. But when we issue provisional findings to engage with us, when there is a feeling that we got it wrong, and uh, taking a few of your calls now uh, as we come up to news time, let's start with Sam in Mpumalanga. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, good, good, good morning, uh, Madam uh, uh, Public Protector. Uh, clearly, uh, this is this is a, an unprecedented period of time, and uh, really, our heart goes out for you. You know, but you know there are just two things. Like, you know, really, you know the leaks, leaks, leaks. Uh, it's not the first leak, and if. Uh, for as long as we don't take uh, members into confidence as to once and for all, because this is not the first leak, and, and uh, you always pay, talk in, in an undue manner, it creates some problems. But the other one very question I want to please answer. You know, they're, they're all the cost of in Canada. They've got a bill of quantities. I'm a contractor. 
And I, I, unfortunately, we don't listen to SAFM because we don't come to, we, we listen to the other radios. And the majority of us don't understand you and don't really believe in you. Because, you know, there's a deal of quantity. If you have cost clearly and say, this is the amount, please pay this amount. But it can never be so many, so many, such few days to give a person like, also that the president is not also doing a bill for SAFM. He knows and common sense. Let's not talk common sense. Talk clearly and say, 50 million or 10 million of which is not supposed to be there. Please pay. And then we understand the South Africans. And, uh, and please, if we don't agree with you, it doesn't mean it's one or two people. We, we begin to have a serious problem as, as you follow up in this matter. Because we many South Africa. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Sam. Uh, Lebohang in Pretoria, good morning. Morning, Sakina. And morning to the public. Uh, Madam, I just want to confirm. Yeah, I want to confirm what you said earlier on that the overwhelming majority of us as uh, law-abiding citizens, we are behind your office. We may not be well-organized as a political party. We may not have a national spokesperson. We may not have a secretary general. But you must know when you go to sleep tonight that the overwhelming majority of the people in this country are behind you. We cannot be helping as a country in protecting one man. So, ma'am, big up. No this, this job has to be done, and, and uh, you are the one that has been chosen. Be strong. Thank you so much, uh, Lebu Hang. Um, Janusz in Cape Town, good morning. Uh, good morning. Good morning, uh, Mrs. Madonsela. I, I will be not the first and the last. Good morning. I will not be the first and last person to tell you that you are hero of our nation. Because you got a guts to stand, you know, in such under pressure, unbelievable, you know, you always calm. How can you do it? You know, I, I've got a small business, and sometimes I'm frustrated for the small things, like, you know, I'm jumping to the faces, but you are always calm. I admire you, my dear lady. But my point is, you know, we as a, as a, as a public, which you are protecting. We are know that you, your, your sex, your, you yourself and your commissions are in trouble. We have to do everything possible to protect you, your, uh, you and, and your people because, you know, they, they're trying to destroy the last democratical institution in our country. So we all together have to stand and protect you. But my question is, what will happen if police and police Minister of Police will come such a statement that actually, okay, we agree, uh, Mr. Mr. Zuma has to pay one or two millions because of the swimming pool and so on. Are there really any action from your side or that's, that's it? All right. Thank you so much, Janus. Dennis Bloom and Kronstadt, good morning. Morning, uh, uh, Sakina, and morning to the public protector. You know, morning. Sakina, the very same thing happened to the Scorpions. When you are chasing corruption in the ANC. You must know that you are going to be chased. Uh, this is not a new thing. You know, they, they, have, they have said that uh, the Scorpions are uh, anti-revolutionary and what and all that, all these names. They are calling the, the, the public protector the same name. I am saying to the public protector, you must stay strong, ma'am. We are behind you. Millions of people really appreciate what you are doing to the country. But my question will be, how far is the, the investigation on uh, Operation Casella in the Free State? Thank you very much. You are doing a very good job.
thank you very much. Thank you so much, uh, Dennis Bloom. And boy, do we have many questions, uh, comments coming through, and of course, tweets, Facebook messages, as well as SMSs. And I want to run through a few of those, uh, Advocate Madoncella, uh, before I come back to you. Let me start with the tweets, uh, just a few that I want to read here that have come through. Uh, Selby says, those who benefited from Nkandla will stand by Zuma, and well done to uh, Tulima Doncella for protecting our state finances and assets. Um, Gord GP says, tell Tulima Doncella she's an inspiration to most women living in South Africa, though uh, there are still a lot of men who disrespect her. And uh, in my city, Kozake says, let the overzealous security cluster investigate where the president's letter leaked from. Um, uh, this one here from uh, Sigalela says, Tuli must realize uh, that the innuendos she keeps making confirms uh, that she is purposely messing with our minds. Impartial? Question mark. And Mbuzeni says, uh, the public protector is just doing her work uh, to protect us from the hyenas, those who are corrupt don't want the truth to be told. And uh, many more coming through there. I'll uh, read more as we go on. Uh, Some of the SMSs. uh, This one says, um, it's from Architect Trevor. The furore is misplaced. To pay back an unqualified sum uh, does not make sense. It's all beneficial luxury or all necessary. The issue should be about the double standards of Act 44 of uh, 2000 that allows contractors and subcontractors carte blanche. Zuma is a victim of this. Reinstate full autonomy to the architect or corruption in the BLG industry will flourish. That's from um, architect Trevor. And this one from Joe says, please ask our Tuli, how can the public help her to fight corruption? Um, and then um, some. this one from someone who didn't sign the SMS says, interesting how shallow-minded and blind followers um, some South Africans are. Is the reason IQ, education constraints, or both South Africans focus on the matter and leave Tuli alone? Bonella in Joburg, uh, please tell Tuli that we love her to bits. She's our only hope to accountability and full swing democracy. And Jabulane says, Advocate Tuli, I salute you for your scholastic erudition and legal prowess. I feel like studying law all the best. Uh, but then um, there are a few others as well coming through and um, we will come to that, but we have callers on the line as well and I want to go to them. But uh, before I go there, Makeba in Pretoria. Who is Tuli Madoncela to tell South Africa about our state of freedom? Who elected her? Is she aware that this so-called democracy is a benefit of white privileges and their monopoly of our land? Does she talk about the democracy when she says it is in crisis? Or does she refer to the ANC-led struggle to transform this country from the lingering legacy of white monopoly capitalist democracy? Who is she? So those some of the comments coming through, Advocate Madoncella. But I, I want to go back um, <clears throat> uh, as you respond to this issue uh, that advocate, um, uh, rather architect Trevor raises. And I think um, Sam, our first caller, also touched on that. There's a lot of talk around the clarity about the amounts uh, that is expected of Jacob Zuma, the president, to repay um, as per the remedial action that uh, you have actually stipulated in your report. Right. 
Thank you. Uh, thank you to the callers, both detractors and supporters. But to Sam, let me just start by saying, um, I don't make innuendos. I make statements based on fact and on on my findings. I think that applies to somebody else also who said I I keep making innuendos. I don't make innuendos. For example, when I said a minister, well, not a minister, when I said a member of the a member of the ANC, a senior member of the ANC licked the support, licked the letter, I wasn't making an innuendo. I was making a statement. And earlier on, I also indicated that if it had leaked from my office, it would have leaked from my own hands. And I know for a fact, it's not an innuendo. I did not leak my own letter. So nobody had else no had access to, to that yes, I had in your no office. reason to leak my own letter. If I wanted to issue it publicly, I would have done so. And I also now want to address those who keep worrying about things leaking from my office. Mm-hmm. I have the power to make my investigations open, like Marikana, like the, um, the Seriti Commission. I choose not to do so. If I choose to make them public, I would do so. If I choose to communicate in public, I would do so. For our own purposes, we choose to whisper to people, and it works. Because once it becomes public, look at what happened to this letter. If this conversation had happened quietly, the person I'm talking to would understand exactly what powers I am exercising in asking him to do what he's doing. By inviting third parties that have their own agendas, this thing has been politicized. Instead of being just about following up on the media action, which we have done with the president, including on a matter that involved him just after my appointment, those things were not politicized. It was administrative following up on the media election. So I know I didn't make that letter. And fortunately, those who published it informed me who leaked it. That's, uh, and that's a fact, and that's not an innuendo. With regard to uh, the issue uh, surrounding a cabinet minister involved in drug dealing? I never said a cabinet minister is involved, is involved in drug dealing. Again, that's lying. I said... A member of the cabinet, this was during our launch in Gauteng of the stakeholder dialogue. I said, we refer some of these matters to other institutions. For example, if something is more about criminality, in that particular case, I said, we received a request to investigate allegations that a person in the cabinet, and then I corrected myself to say deputy ministers are not cabinet members. So it was a deputy. It was allegations. I didn't say anyone is involved in drug dealing. It was allegations that somebody is assisting drug dealers to avoid the law. And that was not the first time I've been making these, uh, I've been making that statement for more than a year now. I'm but but, but why? That it, it now matters now. Uh, in, in light of the fact that you say you prefer, you know, to whisper to the affected parties, why did you feel the need to go that route? Well, I'm not whispering in this particular case because I was talking about a referral, so I'm not investigating this matter. This matter was referring to was referred to the hoax, 
And I was making this statement and gave other examples. It's not the only example, by the way. I also get good examples. It was examples of what we don't investigate. You will recall, Sakina, that we are under attack for collecting everything. And we don't collect everything. So I gave different case studies to show what is the triaging process that we undergo to determine what we will take even if we have jurisdiction. And in this matter, I did have jurisdiction, but I referred it. So I'm not suggesting that that person is involved in drug dealing. Nobody is guilty until I have made a determination that they did it. I have not made a determination. I referred this matter. Now let's get to the issue of the Bill of Quantities. Mm -hmm. I think Sam here, you're raising an important point around why didn't I say, Mr. President, you'll pay this amount. I will ask Sam that you should kindly look at my report in this regard because, yes, that would be the normal way to do business. In my report, I indicated that it would be unfair to ask the President to pay for everything that was um, done for him that was not security-related. We now know from the SIU it's quantified at $155 million. I had said it was unfair, and I said it was for two reasons. Firstly, the president didn't ask for these things. Two, no person has that amount. My finding that the person, the president was partially responsible, this is apportionment of uh, of guilt, if you were to use that um, language, was that the president should have been aware of this when this, the media raised the story in 2009 and said this project was planned for 27 million. At that stage, it was at about 55 million. And I said, at that stage, measures should have been put in place to find out what's happening, why are costs escalating, and two, is what is being done authorized by law. So given as it stands right now, who will be um, uh, who will make the final determination as to what amount the president needs to repay? My, um, the remedial action I took in this particular regard was that um, the Minister of Finance and it should assist the president. And if the, the, the police are also involved, that would be fine for me. But we must just distinguish is that the determination that something has to be paid has already been made. So nobody can change that. And that takes, the, that takes me to the issue of my accountability to parliament. I'm mm. accountable to parliament for my activities. But parliament itself accepted a legal opinion that was given to it on the IEC matter, but it has no authority to override my decision. It can converse with me, it can discuss the matter, but it can't undo my findings. If anyone is not happy, including Parliament, with my findings, the matter would have to be referred to a court of law. So those who are saying I'm preempting a a, a decision in in Parliament, I am not, because I have made a decision already in terms of who has to do what. The issue is the issue of how would the remedial action be implemented. Right, and of course, uh, so many people wanting to come in, and uh, please keep it short, sharp, to the point. Mike in Newlands, good morning. Good morning, Tosina. Good morning, Public Protector. I must say, you are like good a mini-walk. 
Good morning to you. It's wonderful. You're like a mini World Cup. It's fantastic to see South Africans of all all, all creeds and colours and political parties coming together to support you. Uh, you know, Parliament, uh, Public Protectors, is completely irrelevant these days, as the EFF is finding out. The uh, debate, ad hoc committee debate on the communications bill about SABC and your report was totally ignored and not uh, not even debated on some uh, strange excuse about subjudicate. Um, we had yesterday or just the day before a question put to the Minister of Defence where she just simply refused to answer it. So in a sense, you are... Uh, your office is our last line of democracy because if you were to collapse, then I think, well, so would so would the entire democratic system of our country. And to that I ask this, um, I have no doubt that as long as you stick to your guns, whatever the ANC does or doesn't do to obfuscate this outcome, your office will be paramount in the success of our country. And what plans have we got going forward? How can we as South Africans assist you because your time is limited? And how do we get a successor of your caliber into that office? Thank you very much, SK. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mike. Benjamin in Pretoria. Uh, good morning, Sakina. Uh, good morning to the public protector. I've, I've had no uh, formal instruction in law, so some of my questions may be very basic. Very basic, and excuse my ignorance if, if that is the case. The first thing I would like to ask, when people uh, protect the public protector, they always say that the office of the public protector is a constitutional uh, institution. Does that not apply with the presidency and other, like parliament and so on? The second question, I've been led to believe that uh, leaking reports uh, before they are officially made uh, possible is, uh, is, 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 can be a crime and that the public protector has the power to investigate that. I think if the public protector had, uh, in, in the few cases where there were leaks of uh, reports, investigated uh, uh, such uh, leaks and maybe uh, prosecuted, it, it, it would make things easy for us to protect the public protector when uh, such leaks, uh, uh, when people want to think such leaks are uh, the public protector uh, attacking the, the government. Thank you. Thank you so much, Benjamin. Um, uh, JZ in Mpumalanga, good morning. Hi, morning, Sakina and the public protector. Uh, Sakina, I, I followed the media briefing yesterday. The public protector indicated that uh, she did not make the president a personal project. And to me, you know, she has made him a personal project because the public protector seems to be assisting the opposition parties to attack the, the, the president and, and also the ANC. And my question to the public protector is, instead of her running to the media and she seems to be assisting the opposition parties, why is she not meeting the office of the president and discuss? I understand she is not reporting to the president, she's reporting to parliament, but she should have uh, made an appointment with the office of the president and discuss these issues. Thank you very much. Thank you, JZ. Kolile uh, in East London. Uh, good morning, Sergeant. Uh, good morning, Advocate uh, Madonzela. Morning. Uh, th- yeah, thanks uh, uh, for this opportunity. I wish to add my voice uh, in supporting the important work which is done by the Office of the Public Protector. But at the same time, I would want to say 
given on the issue, for instance, about the allegations and the drugs of a um, uh, uh, deputy minister or so, doesn't fit in the public protector, such public comments made by her compromises the work, would compromise the work of the other institution, which is then responsible for investigating uh, that process, which is an issue here. To, to, to allow other institutions that are also uh, based in the Constitution to do their work. And secondly, on the issue of the, in the press conference, the, the public protector expresses a, a view that she has always received assistance from the president and that she is, uh, in a way, demonstrating confidence that the president wouldn't have an issue about the, let, the contents of the letter she wrote. Mm-hmm. Given that and the history of the links. Doesn't she think that the fact that she says she was going to arrange a meeting, that should have been the first step, rather than writing a letter, given the history of the links, and it relates to the earlier caller, um, comment made by the earlier caller to say, uh, there is no comment on the public project as to what she has done, because she has expressed a concern on the links, what she has done on the links uh, to avoid them. Thank you so much. Kolile, uh, um, Advocate Madam Sela? Let me just start with the leaks. I have done something about the leaks, like this letter. The only person who could have leaked it was me, sir. So, Polile, uh, about me uh, requesting a meeting with the president, I have indicated that uh, at the press briefing that I have requested a meeting with the president to discuss all any matters, that is, executive members' ethics act matters, because the president is busy, has not been able to, to meet. Regarding the leakage of letters, this is the first time a letter from my office is leaked. Previously, the the leakers of information were uh, confining themselves to reports. And even then, none of the reports that were in my office ever leaked. It was only after we had given the report to parties on the other side that it leaked. And earlier on, I referred uh, to uh, Pete Rampetti, who openly said in public that I got the information from uh, senior officials in government, and nobody followed up on that. Uh, so, just, so, so, just on yes. that score, so yes. you are the only person who had access to that letter from yes. your who side. Who could have leaked it from my office? Yes. If people are saying it was leaked from my office, then I leaked it. So, and who and and, and and when you sent no it, me leaking my own letter. And when you sent it, who did you send it to? I sent it to the presidency. To the presidency, not to the president directly? Not to the president. We never send anything to the president directly. And no letter to the presidency has ever leaked before. And I have been public protector for five years. All right. And um, uh, yes, uh, just going through some of the other issues uh, that were raised, um, some questions there about um, the uh, Constitution by Benjamin. Benjamin was talking about that, your office in terms of the Constitution and the powers that's conferred on it, as opposed to other um, constitutional establishments as well. Uh, that's a very good question, and I'm glad that you raised that. Uh, Jay uh, you raised that. It's very important. All of these are constitutional bodies, and all of them are conferred with powers to do their work. I think it wasn't Jay that I think it was, it, was, uh, uh, Benjamin. it was Benjamin. Yes. Benjamin, you are right, and I think that's where people need to understand the architecture of our constitutional democracy. They are given power. The president, for example, is the head of the country and the head of the executive. He is the one who 
is at the center of governing. They do the actual work and they have the power to make things, to make laws, to deliver, etc. The rest of us don't have the power to make laws, to, uh, to deliver on service delivery. We sit on the side as watchdogs. So people like the president, ministers and other actors exercise in a constitutional democracy what we call supervised power supervised exercise of power. The power then can be scrutinized by watchdogs. And in South Africa, and I just want to address Janus as I'm speaking, in South Africa we have multiple centers of accountability. There is no single uh, institution that is our hope or that is our last bastion against impropriety. We have a vibrant democracy. We have a, a media that is vibrant. We have a judiciary mm. that has doing its job. We have institutions inside government, integrity units in these institutions of power within government that are doing their job. We have the Auditor General, the Scorpions. There's no particular institution that is our saviour in this country. And then ultimately we have Parliament that traditionally and currently is at the core of oversight. Although the parliament is at the core of oversight, people don't understand that we don't have parliamentary supremacy in a constitutional democracy. That's what confused Paul Kruger, which is something I was talking about yesterday. In a constitutional democracy, we have parliament with its powers of oversight, but parliament is not supreme. The constitution is supreme. All right. And to that end, here's a question from Jay Maseko on Twitter. If uh, Tulima Donsela felt that Zuma was not responding, why did she not write to the speaker? And I want to throw in another one there from Andy Lemlondo, who says, what is the role of Parliament's ad hoc committee because her report is final and binding? Well, let me just start with why did I not write to the speaker? It was precisely because I didn't want to make a storm in a teacup. If I am following up on remedial action and the institution is not complied, I go back to that institution to say, you were supposed to do this. In this particular case, not only did I ask the president to comment, in his letter to parliament, he had initially said he, he was not in a position to comment right now. When he has received this other report from the SIU, he would comment. So I was just saying to him that that has not happened. Because had the president commented on my report, and indicated whether he agrees or disagrees, and and also indicated uh, what remedial action he has taken or was planning to take. I wouldn't be involved right now. I would be watching the parliamentary process that was now weighing the the original report against the comments on it and president's intentions. Uh, what is the role of the portfolio of the committee? I don't know because the copy of the parliamentary minute that is is circulated does not mention a thing in that report about it getting involved in assessing the president's comments on my report. There's nothing, no reference in that document to the public protector report. So in in, in how we've done things previously in this country and in other countries, what would have happened is that my report would have been tabled and then comments on it tabled alongside each other. And then the the committee then would be evaluating the key and then call 
us to come and, and explain ourselves. What it's going to do in the circumstances, considering that there are no comments on my report and my report is not tabled, I have no idea. I think okay. the best people to answer that question would be Parliament itself. We're going to have to leave it there. We are hopelessly out of time and still so many questions, so many comments coming through. Most of them actually um, congratulating you and encouraging you to continue doing a good job, Advocate Madoncella. And uh, we're going to have to leave it there. But I also just have to put this there. Uh, People are saying you should actually speed up the investigation on the money that disappeared before 94. With that said, thank you so much for speaking to us this morning. Thank you, and we are working on that in Sasena. We're about to analyze those two as well. Thank you.